0: what is up make community it's another episode of the make hanging out i got dylan mitchell on the other side of my zoom screen you can't see him but i can and he looks good this morning dylan you don't have crazy morning hair like normal like you you look fixed up you got got your headphones on you're back in your own home
1: it's so nice to be back in my own home
0: now now tell me like because i i've traveled a good bunch and uh you do a little bit and uh you're like three weeks out of your own bed though
1: yeah, like I, I like traveling. I think we both like traveling, but it's it's probably kind of the same thing whenever you were in and out of Tucson before you were in Tucson permanently. It's yeah. like kind of that like you miss your stuff, you, you miss your routine, and as much fun as traveling is, as much fun as it is going to airport lounges and living in a hotel and having them come clean your bedroom for you whenever you don't want to make the bed, that's all great, but the the allure of that wears off very quickly.
0: Oh man. It, it goes. I, I remember when I was on the road doing music and people were like, we were on a bus and people were like, Oh man, that must be awesome. I'm like, it's awesome for like three days. And then you realize you got like 10 other dudes on a bus with you and you can't go anywhere. <laughs> and, uh, uh, there's just something about home that feels good, man. Like your own bed, your own everything. It just, now, nah, are you like my wife? Do you travel with your own pillow? Oh, no, no. Yeah. My wife brings her pillow like from home.
1: Uh, Melissa travels with her own blanket.
0: Yeah. My, my, my family, my family travels with a lot of stuff. I I travel with like a carry on and a backpack and I'm good. Like,
1: so I typically try to do a carry on and a backpack, um, or at most like a checked bag and a backpack. Um, but this one was like, I went and bought a bigger piece of luggage because like three weeks, like
0: it's a long time, man.
1: It's three weeks in like Rhode Island where, the forecast was drastically changing. It's like, it was kind of cold and then it was hot and humid and then it was rainy and yeah, I got to feel it all.
0: Yeah. You, you got all, you got three or four seasons happening up there, man. It's a, it's a real deal. Um, if you want to learn what you like and don't like, go to, go to New England this time of year, you'll figure it out real quick, but you're back home. Uh, how, how did your wife do with her mock trial? I saw a picture. It looks like she graduated.
1: So she graduated with honors.
0: Oh, bro. Uh, see, you're like me, you married way above your own pay grade. Good job.
1: Um <laughs> So, I didn't need the honors part to tell me that. I just I knew that as soon as I, as soon as I married into to this life. Hey, hey, wait, wait, hey, my
0: league. She is she is super smart, but super awesome too. Like I I just I can't wait to get you guys back down here to get to see both y'all. Um, but she did great, which is awesome. And uh, I saw the picture on Instagram, of you guys, and she was in her her nice formal wear for the Navy, and uh, you know they always talk about a guy in uniform, but man. She makes the Navy look good. She did a good job. Um,
1: so during her graduation, uh, we sang like the, the the branches because it wasn't just Navy. It was uh, Navy, Coast Guard and Marines. Oh, yeah. So for like each one of them, they sang their service song. And for the Navy, it's Anchors Away. Yep, And it's Anchors Away, My Boys. And after graduation, I said, how does that make you feel? Like, do you want it to say Anchors Away, My Friends? What'd she at say? What point is that, like, at what point? Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to
0: that. What was her answer to that? She just laughed. Oh, huh. that that's what, see, this is what I love about your wife though. Like she just laughs at that. She's not like, yeah. she's like, whatever. Why, why are we making this? She's like, why are we making this a thing? You know, it's like back in the day with Ace Hardware. I worked at Ace Hardware when I was in high school and I used to be the helpful hardware man. That was Ace Hardware. And then it turned into helpful hardware folks. Um, and now I don't even think they're helpful. I just think they have hardware. So uh, Just
1: hardware folks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I get it. Like, I, I get it. Um, but sometimes I think we spend a lot of time fighting battles that, man, there's much bigger battles to fight, especially when it comes to, like, I think of, like, e- equality, right? Like, that's a big topic. But um, I don't get hung up on lyrics of, you know, 250-year-old songs nearly as much as I get hung up on, hey, there's there's some real things we ought to be dealing with. And, um, yeah, yeah. Just, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, but with that said, uh, Dylan, what, what do you got for us today as we dive into, uh, I don't even know what episode of this season. Is this three, two?
1: Three? Three? I'm, I'm, Ron, I'm Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. We've been doing this together too long. That
0: is why we're friends right there. Um, so what do you got for us today? We Yesterday was week three of Identity Crisis. And um, what, what, do you, what do you want to talk about today, Dylan? Because it's your show. I'm just here.
1: <laughs> that's, that's absolutely not true. <laughs> who, would, who, would, who would derail us if you were not here?
0: Um. Well, you you've derailed us a few times. I'm just saying, it's true. Uh, I, you know, you can't you can't deny there's a bit of derailment. That you, you, sometimes you just like to take the train off a cliff. It's fine. It's okay. Um.
1: Um. So yesterday, uh, we're in the identity crisis series, and third message, uh, is you are loved. Yes. Um. First of all, I've I've got to ask, what's your favorite kind of taco?
0: Oh. I'll be honest with you. I'm a fish taco fan. I yeah, love, yeah. I, I love grilled or blackened mahi mahi, um, with the with just the not the like the crunchy cabbage and a little bit of a green chimichurri sauce and um, no pico and light cheese. I like that, and it's got to be the street taco version, not a like. I don't, oh, I don't, no. I don't want like an entire mahi mahi inside of a burrito. I just. I like my three street tacos of fish tacos. That that's probably my favorite tacos, honestly.
1: You're uh, you're making me hungry, and it's only nine a.m. So yeah, that's
0: true. And I went to the gym at five, so I'm starving right now. I had <laughs> some protein afterwards, but I am I'm on the I'm on the starve bus right now. I'm not gonna lie.
1: So, so all right, uh, identity crisis.
0: Back to that. We were talking about tacos. Sorry, we. That no, makes,
1: uh, if that makes no sense to you and you're listening, uh, for the message on Sunday, Trevor opened up. And we're, we're talking about this topic of I am loved and what we've been doing with identity crisis is we kind of say those three words together every week. Right. Um, and you teed it up and it's like, everyone kind of knows what it is. And let's say it all together. One, two, three. I love.
0: And I said tacos. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, it was a fun moment. It's not a lie. lie. I do love tacos. Um, Um, and sometimes I I I do love tacos more than some people. If I'm being real honest, I mean, it just depends (laughs) on the day. So.
1: Um, but to, to kind of jump into it, um, whenever you said that you, you kind of transitioned into the more real subject matter and talked about like the first time you heard those words. Right. Um, and you know, that, that's something like me and Melissa are celebrating our two-year anniversary, um, pretty soon. So like, that's at like, the first, I love you is obviously a year, like three years ago ish. Um, so like, that's still pretty fresh. Yeah. And, like I can go back and relive that moment. Um, so that that was kind of a fun memory to revisit. Um, but just taking that and unpacking it, like the first time that you remember feeling like Jesus loved you. So, yeah. Like, do you remember that moment in your life?
0: Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, and mine. And here's the deal: you need to say I grew up in church. I grew up. My mom started taking me when I was little. Um, my dad kind of came and then when we moved to Maryland, my dad really kind of got serious about his faith. I was at my dad's baptism. Like I was the only person at my dad's baptism. I've shared that story here at Pantano. Um, and I, so I grew up in a home knowing, knowing Jesus loves me, right? Uh, Like I've been told that I went to camps, I went to VBSs, I went to Sunday school, I, I went to Wednesday night student stuff, like all this stuff. Um, I don't think it was until probably it was probably going into my junior year or my senior year. I had an accident um, at church camp, um, broke a couple spots in my back, dealt with some paralysis for a little while, um, lost a summer of my life trying to get well. Um, It was in that moment that I was like, I laid in bed having a pity party for myself for a couple days. And then like like three days in, I was like, this is dumb. I, I believe in a God that says he can heal, says he can do all these things. So if he's real, that was a statement, right? And I, I prayed this like crazy prayer, God. If you're real, I'm gonna need you to heal me. And it, it on the surface, it just I I honestly, you want to know the truth? I didn't believe that that was gonna happen. I just didn't think he'd answer it. Um, and then he did, and then he began to heal my body, and begin and that began to heal my soul, began to heal my emotion. And, and it was through that whole litany of experience. Um, I actually I actually kind of rededicated my life. I got all my friends together. I said, hey on on Sunday. Um, I didn't get rebaptized. I just, I, I rededicated my life. I went forward on a Sunday. I, the pastor was my dad's best friend, and I went down and I was like, I'm going to go to college in a year. I'm going to leave here. I, like, I need to make sure things are right. And uh, it was from there that I committed to ministry and a whole bunch of things in that whole equation. And, and so I, I just look at that. that. That was the first time, though, in my life that I think I remember going, man, his love is really palpable. Like, why? Why would he heal me? Why would he choose to heal me? Why not? Why? You know, there's a thousand billion other people that need to be healed. Why me? And uh, and it was just that over and over. Because I love you. That's why. If I can heal you, and you're my son, like if one of my daughters is sick or has a disease, and I had the ability to heal it, I would heal it. Like uh, because I'm I'm a father that loves my kid. You know, and and I've got a father that loves me that was like I, I love you enough. I'm going to heal you. And if he hadn't, it doesn't make him any less good. I, I but that for me, that was the attention getter from God to go, you need to understand the gravity of my love for you. Um And I would love to tell you that since that moment, I've stayed perfect in his love. And I'm like, Oh, it's so great. There's been so many moments where I revert back that God's like, all right, when you turn around, you're going to see me standing right here. Like I've been the prodigal son more times than I can count. Like I keep taking the inheritance. So I'm like, all right, I want to take it again. You know? And, and then it's like, dang it, I'm out here eating pig pods again. So uh, I'm going to go back home. And It's just this cycle of, but I, the deeper I go in my life, and the deeper I go in my faith, the deeper I realize the depth of His love for me. And without the experience of it, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it without you experiencing that. Yeah. You know, how about you? How do you answer that?
1: Um, it was probably a little bit later in life. Um, I'm trying to think of a year, probably 2014, 2015. Um. I had gone through a pretty ugly breakup. It wasn't uh, my engagement, my prior engagement. Um, but it was, it was one of those, like, thought it was heading in that kind of direction. Yep. Um, I, I think a lot of people have probably had a couple of those. Um, and this was one of those where I thought it was headed in that direction. We were pretty serious. Um, and out of nowhere, it just kind of ended. Um, and I remember, like, I think, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. I think um, younger, like, you know, high school, you maybe middle school, you, you go through a breakup and you think it's the end of the world. Right. Right. And then like senior year, of high school, freshman year of college, you go through a breakup and it feels way more like the end of the yeah, world. Yeah. It, it
0: feels like uh, this, I'm never gonna find anybody. Yeah.
1: That like, there's, there's some reality to that feeling yeah. um, versus a middle school breakup. And so for me, this is that first, like kind of life-shifting breakup um and so when that happened i like inconsolable um and i remember kind of like you um i was laying in bed one night just working on crying myself to sleep and i remember laying there and saying something to the effect of god i just need you to show up like i I don't know i don't even know what that means i just i need you um I'm, i'm tired of feeling this way yeah I don't want to feel this way anymore I know that you're what I need and I don't know how you how you do it but I need you to show up and I remember praying that as I just cried cried that or cried and prayed that as I fell asleep that night weirdest thing ever like I don't I haven't had vivid dreams in a long time Um but this was one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had I remember waking up <clears throat> uh in magic kingdom at disney it's fun how you know
0: that's a good that's a good thing to have vivid
1: it is so like it's fun that like jesus like when you're praying he 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 knows you right so he's taking into account those desires and those good memories like i have no doubt in my mind that this dream was like a god like god set in motion kind of dream um because it was it was poignant and perfect for me but i remember waking up sitting up in the middle of main street and magic kingdom and Disney world. And uh, there's no one in the park. It was just empty, broad daylight, no one there. And I I stood up and just like take off full sprint running down main street towards Tomorrowland. And I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at stuff. And I'm like, look at that, look at that. And I I can't ever look behind me to see who's with me. Right. Uh, But I like, there's not like an audible voice, just kind of like a, like a, yeah, I know. Like I gave you these desires. I gave you this, this thing that you love. Of course I know, but I'm so happy to be here with you while you point this, point these things out to me, share these things with me. And so I remember waking up from that dream the next morning. Um, just like, wow. Like as much as I thought that girl loved me, like how much more does Jesus love me yeah. to give me a dream to like, just put my mental headspace exactly where it needs to be. And also point me back to him and say, don't worry. Like, I know you. I know how I made you. You're going to find someone, and it's going to be great. Because and he so was like, he was know, sending
0: like, you to Tomorrowland. He was saying tomorrow is going to be better right? than today. You know, right. I'm just saying. Now, if he have sent you to, like, the Adventure Animal Kingdom land. or, you know... <laughs> Epcot. <laughs> like, Pirates of the Caribbean. You're in, you're in uh, it's a small world uh, and, and, oh. you, and you can't get out of it for the rest of your life. Um, no, but I mean, again, those moments where it, you just, it, it's almost hard to describe that to somebody that has never experienced it. And, Absolutely. you know, and at yesterday, which was Sunday when you're hearing this it was a few days ago. Um, but we had between in the auditorium and Revive yesterday, we had 45 baptisms and, uh, Dylan, when I tell you, like you, you've been backstage with us for baptism Sundays, and they're always unbelievable. In the st- but the stories that were coming out of backstage yesterday of people that were talking about their experience with a God who could love them, like I'm, I'm telling you, I've been 25 years in ministry, I have never experienced the amount of stories coming out of a Sunday that I did yesterday backstage. That's awesome. I mean, it's like we had a guy walk from Gospel Rescue Mission, which is nine and a half, almost 10 miles away, walked from Gospel Rescue to get here to stay to be baptized. What? Walked here. Now, if you're listening to this somewhere else in the country, you need to understand Arizona, this time of year, yesterday it was 107 degrees. This guy walked uh, 10 miles to get baptized. I mean, just put, put your head around that. Like I got people, I got people that won't walk 10 feet to get baptized. (laughs) And this guy walked 10 miles in the heat of Arizona in the summer because he experienced the love of God. Like he never experienced before. We, We had another guy that, that was backstage and, uh, you probably saw the message that, um, Christine on our staff sent out to our staff this week. There was a story. Um, this guy came to church last week in week two of the series and it was, you are chosen. Well, that morning he had this experience where God had literally said, I, I choose you. Like he heard it like from God he shows up to church, not knowing what we're talking about. The first thing I say when I walk on stage is you were chosen. And he was like, wait, what? Backstage yesterday, getting baptized. A Friday has a, like some kind of accident, jacks his ankle, like breaks his ankle, something like that. Um, he's like, I guess I'm not gonna be able to get baptized. His wife is like, we'll figure it out. Got here yesterday, Ralph Zarati. you know, big Ralph, Sonia's husband. Yeah. Thank God he was backstage. His nephew from Boise, Idaho was getting baptized yesterday because he watches online every weekend from Boise. He was here yesterday getting baptized. Ralph helps us get this guy in the baptistry yesterday. Um, there's another guy named Aldi that his story is he's a former college football player for ASU. Um, like ended up losing everything, drugs on the streets. Yesterday he's here getting baptized. And you you just hear these stories, and every time I ask them I'm like, "So what led you to this moment?" Um, I never knew the God of the universe could love me the way that He does. Every single time, and and you just go, "Okay, there's a depth of the love of God that we humanly don't understand, but when we get it, when He when He reveals even a portion of it to us, it absolutely wrecks you in the best of ways. It it just changes everything. Um, that's why I've given my life to what I do because. And I've tried to run away from this. I've tried to go a different direction. Uh, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago where I could have walked away from this. Uh, I could have not been in ministry. I could have just been a good church guy. Um, but God will not release me of this because of the the redemption and hope that is meant to bring to people. I feel like I'm called to help bring that. And I, I can't do that any other way than the way I do it. So um, God just keeps slamming me back into the church going, I know sometimes she's not pretty. But when she when she does herself up, she's really good. She's beautiful. And, and so I, I love, that's what I love about Pantano. I've said it the last three weeks. Um, Pantano is one of the few churches in the planet that I know of. And there's a few, and I, I got friends that are pastors at them. This place has figured out how to love people where they are because they have figured out God loved them where they are. And why wouldn't we do that for other people? And and it's not a hall pass for, Hey, we just let you live in your sin. Like we're not, we're, we're not going to bypass scripture to just let you off the hook. Loving people is not letting people off the hook. Loving people is putting them on the hook so they can understand what, what even better is out there for them, uh, whatever it looks like. And that's, that's what I think of the understanding that, th- that you are imperfect, but you are chosen and you're chosen because God loves you so much. And, and I think that is, man, when people can grab a hold of that, bro, that, that is, that's life altering is what that is. It changes everything. It does. It, it literally changes everything. Um, and, and so I, I don't know, man, I I could spend a lot of time on this subject, but what else else do you have from from this weekend that you want to unpack? Is there anything else in that that you want to unpack?
1: Well, like personally, one of my favorite Bible stories, like one of those stories you hear growing up in church, um, and then you hear again and again and again as you get older and you kind of get to unpack it more, uh, the prodigal son. So that was super awesome yesterday. Um, But one thing that kind of jumped out to me, um, I think it's verse 13, um, basically, The sun goes away, spends all his money. And then uh, Luke says he spends his or waste his money on wild living. Yeah. Um, And that one kind of stuck out to me uh, because I think if we're honest, uh, like we don't waste our money. I mean, sometimes it is money, but we waste our time on wild living. Sure. Um, And so kind of like taking that approach, looking at this story this time and saying, oh, wow, like how. How much time, like how much of my energy, how much of my 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 spirit self uh do i waste on wild living yeah um like how much of my life am i wasting away on wild living where i could and arguably should uh be spending it with my father
0: well and uh, maybe not even wild living as much as apathetic living yeah you you know how how often do you find yourself
1: take that wild and call it whatever you want
0: how often do you find yourself like aimlessly scrolling through your phone exactly How often do you find like, now listen, there's days for rest and chill. Like, I've, I, for the most part, I've stopped taking Sunday afternoon naps because if I take a nap, I don't sleep at night. Yesterday, I was ripped tired when I got home. Like, we have, Ella's, my, my oldest daughter's boyfriend's been in town. We've been hiking, we've been doing stuff, we've been hanging out. It's been awesome. Um, but I, I got home yesterday after the emotional energy of preaching and the baptisms and people. Like, it's great. But man, I got home yesterday, I crashed. Like, I got on the couch. Um, I didn't even turn on the TV. Natalie was doing some paintings and I, she had music playing in the background. I got on our couch. I think I slept for like two and a half hours. Um, there's moments you need that. Um, but there's also moments where sometimes I lay on that couch and I'm like, I've done nothing for like six hours. What is wrong with me? Yeah. You know, and and I think that goes back to our last series with grit, like the grit challenge, which, which by the way, this is the last week of the grit challenge. So, uh, you've got like five days left before the end of the grit challenge. If you're still in, um, I am still in, by the way, I'm, I'm rocking and rolling Um, nitty gritty, baby. Um, getting, getting gritty for the rest of the week. Uh, but I, I, you know, the working out part's not been hard. I go to the gym every day. That's, that's a rhythm of mine. That's been for four years now. Um, but getting up every morning at five o'clock and go to my back patio, I'm sitting with the word of God, I'm praying, like I'm starting my day there every day. I've done that every day for the last 50 plus days. Um and I, I do that most of the time but there's days where it's just like man I'm tired I'm going to sleep an extra 30 minutes I'm going to but this this wild living piece like I would agree most of us are now with prostitutes and and and, and doing things that are destructive um in, in the the sense of wild living like we think but a right. lot of us are living wild living destructively without realizing it's actually destroying us you know and I think I think we we can resonate with that I also know though there's enough stories, and I know my past life before Jesus. Um, I I was this this epitome of the prodigal son. I was the I was the wild living guy. Um, thank God it was probably pre. It was pre. It was pretty much pre college. I mean, I was a hot mess in high school. Um, like, could have gone off the rails of life really far, um, and was on a trajectory I could have. And had it not been for a really strict dad in the best of ways. Um, that loved me enough to kick my butt all the time because I needed it. Um, I probably would have gone down a really bad path. Um, but thank God I didn't. And then as an adult, my wild living just looks different. I One, I'm too tired to have wild living. Like I... I get home at night, I'm like, man, this is wild. We're, on a Friday night, we're in bed at 8.45. Man, look how wild we are. Uh, you know, if we're out till 10 o'clock on a Friday, we're like, man, what, what are we going to do tomorrow? We're going to be worn out. Like, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, uh, but I, I do think that there, the wild living today looks different in some regards. I think it becomes apathetic living. and And you realize you've just wasted a whole bunch of time and resources on things that don't matter.
1: Well, and then another part of it for me, looking at it is... I, the prodigal son, basically, if you don't know the story, he comes to his senses and he says, even at home, the hired servants have food enough to spare and you know, they're, they're not ever hungry. And um, I'm going to go back home to my father and say, I'm so sorry, please just have me as a servant. Right. Right. I don't even want to be your son anymore. Just hire me as a servant and at least I can eat and be safe. Right. Um, and then the story unfolds. And again, if you don't know it, um, he returns home to his father and, um, basically his father welcomes him back in they they kill the fatted calf they have this huge feast this huge party and he's like you're not you're not a servant you're my son like come like yeah of course you're welcome home um and it's a beautiful story and if you don't know it uh, go read it in Luke it's wonderful um but as i'm kind of thinking about it i think um again being honest and being transparent there are multiple times in my life where I have been the prodigal son, like I'm not this one time prodigal son where I I run away, and then learn my lesson and Jesus welcomes me back. That would be one thing. But instead, I run away, do something stupid. Think I learned my lesson, come back. And then six months later, two years later, five years later, whatever, I'm like, Oh, this, I'm going to do this stupid thing again. And then you do that stupid thing again. And then you come to your senses and. Jesus is like, hey, it's fine. Come back. Come home. I'm, I'm yeah. here waiting for you. Just like, I love you. You're you. I love you. Come home. Yeah. Like that. That is the for me, what the story of the prodigal son boils down to is like two phrases. I love you. Come home.
0: Yeah. And it. I think that's Satan's cycle, right? That's the Satan cycle yeah. is if he can get you to believe after a while of being home, you get comfortable at home. It's like you being in a hotel for three weeks and you get home. Yep. Like I guarantee you, when you were on that airplane, and you were like an hour away from San Diego last week. You were like, oh my gosh, get me home. I just want to be in my own bed. I want to be in my own living room. I want to be with my own stuff. I want to sit in my own studio. I want like all those things. Yep. Um, and you got home and it felt good. Like home felt great. It was like, this is home. Why Why would I ever leave home? And in about a month, you're going to be like, I'm itching to go somewhere else it's going to happen and you'll go somewhere else and you'll get there and you'll be like, if I could just get out of this place, like you you think about, I I don't know if this was for you in high school, but in my hometown, all everybody wanted to do was get away. They're like in high school. It's like, I want to get out of this town. There's nothing good here. Well, okay. First of all, that's not a true statement. Um, what's really interesting is, is like most of those people never left. They stayed. So they become the older sons. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like I left, I, man, I, I've always joked. I'm like, I didn't lose anything in Salisbury, Maryland. Um, nothing I got to go find. Um, I miss my mom and dad. Like that's what I miss. Um, I miss my best friend Matt. He lives in Maryland. Um, and I'll tell you, when I go home, there's a there's a sense of when I get there. It's like, oh man, it's so good to be home. I, I still sleep in my bedroom that I grew up in. I I know I know I can walk through my my childhood home with my eyes closed to this day, and still get through the house no problem in the dark. Like, I, I know that my mom's going to have a tub of cookies out in the laundry room um, with, uh, like, chocolate chip and raisin puff cookies. I know they're going to be there. Every time I show up, they're there. Um, like, there's just things about home that it's like, why would I ever want to run away from this? Yeah. And, and yet, we constantly get into a place where it's like, all right, there's got to be something better now. Like, I came home. It's comfortable. But now, Mitch, I got to go somewhere else. Like that's a Satan cycle in your spiritual life is you get into a rhythm. God is doing things in your life; things are moving, and then somewhere you drift, and you realize, man, I, I've not been to church in six months. I've I've not cracked a, a, the Word of God open in a year. I've not prayed one single time except for when I was praying for a parking spot. Yeah, uh, you know whatever that is, it, you know. And God's like, all right, and when you are ready, come on back. I am right here.
1: Yeah, I love you. Come home
0: you know, and and that's hard for us to grab that because, you know, some of us, when, when somebody runs away from us that many times, we're like, you're dead to me. No more. Um, God's like, I I died for you. So come home. There's a lot more. Um, and I think when you can get in that space of God really does love you enough, you don't want to go anywhere else. You you don't want to be anywhere else. Like I, when I'm home with my family, there's nowhere else I want to be. There's just not. Now, if we have a if we have, like families do, if we have a family squabble or an argument or, you know, it's like, man, you know what? I think I want to be somewhere else right now. You know, it's funny. Then I go somewhere else. I'm like, dang it. I want to be back home with my family because there's something about the love of your family that being with them, even and now I'm saying uh, that this breaks down. If you live in a massively dysfunctional, abusive home, I, I get it, but put it in the, put it in the realm of God, the father that is the perfect father, loving father. God is love. Um, I I just I think there's something if you can get in that rhythm with him it changes everything
1: it's good it's also deep Uh,
0: yeah you know what it's so deep that uh I think it's time to to come out of the deep end for a little bit um I think it's time for a little bit of uh dropping the beat for some coffee right here and um by the way, as we enter coffee time, I got a text message this morning. I was at the gym early, and I get a text message from Stephen Job and uh, uh, a guest of our show, a listener of our show, a needs to come back on our show. Um, yes. Any anytime, Stephen, you just you kind of tell us when you want to come. Um, and uh, he sent me a video of his little boy Jude singing "Jesus Loves Me," and I talked about that in my my sermon yesterday. Um, but then, then he also. Um, he said to tell Dylan hello when you guys get on the podcast today. And uh, I, I could have done that pre record and I could have said that off air. But, Stephen, because we love you so much here at the Make and uh, we're so thankful for you, Um, we're just going to, I'm going to tell him, Dylan, Stephen said tell you hi and that he loves you. And so. Um, hi, Steve. I love you too. Yeah. So, Stephen, we love you. Um, Now that we've we, had. Uh,
1: we love you. But we're gonna make you come back
0: oh i see uh-huh. what you did there you got dad jokes still that's dylan's thing dylan dad jokes that should be a segment dad jokes with dylan each week because <laughs> he he throws one in at some point during the show almost every week um, i'm
1: just gonna make a a drop that you can put on the pad on the side of the board that's just like
0: it's it's just a dylan dad drop hey you know what time it is by the way i, I would never do this but um if you're on B real it's B real right now and uh Dylan, Dylan used to be on Be Real, but he just stopped being I'm real. Still
1: on Be Real. Look, Dylan's on b
0: Fake. That's what he's on.
1: He's uh, Be Fake. No, I'm uh, so I'm so busy <laughs> being real that I don't have time to post on Be Real all the time.
0: Yeah, well, I just I just posted your mug on my b Real right now. Um, it, you know, and uh, so if you're on Be Real, you can follow us. Um, I'll definitely follow you. Dylan will pretend like he does. Um, and uh, and join us on Be Real. It's my favorite. It is my favorite social media avenue, by the way. I love Look, B-real. I just
1: posted. I just posted.
0: I'm 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 waiting. I'm waiting for it to pop up. I'm sitting over here where Wi-Fi goes to die in our studio, and so I'm I'm trying to get it to post. It's thinking about it. Um, it, you know, I'm turning the Wi-Fi on. Hopefully, and it'll do something. Um, we'll just kind of. This is what this is what annoys me about Be Real. If I take the picture, I post it, and it takes a little while to load. It should remember that I took it, and so. Yes. Um, but then it'll like, it'll jip me out of my other two. If I, if it doesn't, if it doesn't see it or doesn't remember it, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You can't do that to me. I posted like I, I took the picture. It's there. Timestamp that bad boy. And give me, give me my other two. I want my other two. Um, I want my $2, whatever, you know, that uh, hey do you know Dang it. Now I don't know the password for the church Wi-Fi and I can't get on because my phone will let me I'm to tell it on.
1: to you on the podcast.
0: Uh, no, I'm good. It, it posted. It posted. Um, we're good. Um, all right. We're on coffee time. I just, sorry. I just, okay, here. I'll play it. I, I'm i going to say Be Real derailed us. Like I didn't derail us. Be Real did it. It, it was Be Real's fault. Um, I, I'm saying Be Real like it's a friend of ours. Hey, hey, you want you to want hang out with Be Real? He's my buddy. Um, he, he's a rap artist on the south side of Tucson. His name Be Real. <laughs> wow Wow. okay that's my first real derailment of this season i just want to point that
1: out first first real first real
0: (laughs) real i was being real i see what you did there dad um dylan dad jokes we need a pad for that um so you you this morning before we got on uh, here i am i'm like week four of no coffee and uh, i'm telling you it's getting hard like uh, i'm on the struggle bus with no coffee don't be sipping that in front of me like y'all can't see this he's he literally as i said that picked up his mug and like discreetly took a drink like, here, look at this. Um, but you were telling me about this coffee that you, okay. I I want to say that you used it. You go so far as to say it was so good. You used it as your communion yesterday for online. Yeah. So yes. you got to tell everybody about this co- This is coffee you started talking about last week, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, we landed in San Diego super late, like 11 PM uh, on Thursday night. And then we, uh, I think we got home and we're in bed at like 2 a.m. Like, you know, the ride home, unpack, right? like shower because you feel disgusting when you get off a plane. Correct. And then go to bed. We woke up the next morning because it's a three hour time difference. So we woke up the next morning at 6 a.m. Just like wired. Yep. And uh, necessity opens at seven. So I was like, hey, guess what we're doing? We're driving to necessity, which is like a 45 minute drive away from here when you hit traffic. So. Um, it's like we're going to Necessity because they have this coffee that I really want to try, and it's a very limited batch, and I'm afraid I'm gonna miss out. So we're gonna drive there, be the first people there when they open, and we are going to have this coffee. Melissa's like, that's great. I don't really care about coffee. Um, but I'll go with you. And she got a chai, she'll she'll drink chai all the time. So she had a chai, but uh this is a coffee from Necessity, it's a Columbia coffee. Um, but the tasting notes on this are like. There's, there's usually like three or four different tasting notes on a bag of coffee when you buy it. You yep. know this. Yep. Uh, the tasting notes for this coffee is grape, grape, grape. Grape ape. Grape.
0: Did you ever watch grape ape? It was a great cartoon back in the day. No. <laughs> I forgot. You're young.
1: <laughs> um. So it's a really awesome coffee, Um. and you're probably wondering why on earth are the tasting notes three layers of grape. Um, it's a fruit infusion coffee. So during the... Uh, during the harvesting process, during the roasting process, it's infused with grape. And again, wait, like did you say time, grape?
0: Are you sure it's grape?
1: grape? It's grape.
0: You know how many times you've said the word grape in the last like 45 seconds. It's a lot. I like I'm it. having a great time. <laughs> and dad jokes again, dad jokes with Dylan. That's the new, um, that's this new segment. Dad jokes with Dylan.
1: We'll mention coffee every now and then. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's actually really good. So we talked a little bit about it last week, and I was kind of speculating. Um, obviously, hadn't had a chance to try it yet. Tried it as a. So they have a really cool. I think they call it a one-to-one at necessity with this particular coffee. It's a shot of espresso, and a cortado, and a glass of uh, sparkling water. Okay. And it's 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 a really good way. I've seen coffee shops do it before uh, with different coffees, but it's a really fun way to experience uh, the coffee just by itself as espresso, and then experience the coffee. With a milk drink, yeah, like a cortado. Yep. Um. So, it's amazing as a cortado. The espresso is delightful. Um. It's honestly the most fun I've had with a coffee in a very long time. That's a um,
0: hey. That's a big statement. Don't don't gloss over that. That's a big statement. We it, we've it, had it, a lot it, of coffee, bro. It,
1: it genuinely is. Um. Because. And and we I talked about it like two or three weeks ago, whenever I mentioned the uh anaerobic coffee that I had in Rhode Island. Right. The anaerobic. one
0: with the sweatband on the coffee bean. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, yeah. How, gotcha. how much I liked that one. Um and so like I've kind of been on this journey with rediscovering coffee lately. Um, because like being around coffee as long as I've been, um, you kind of get monotonous with it. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, it's another coffee. Yes, it's an amazing Ethiopian coffee. It's a wonderful Costa Rican coffee. Um, the tasting notes are Great. It's it's a it's a nice coffee. Um, but there's there's at some point, and I can't like put a date and time with it. At some point, obviously in my life, I had that first pour over where my eyes just like twinkled with stars of like how amazing this is. Yeah. And like I said, I can't put a date or time on that, but this coffee is the most fun I've had and with that kind of feeling in a very long time.
0: So in all seriousness, you actually used this coffee yesterday for communion.
1: Yeah, it's got it, it. just tastes like grape juice.
0: Now, for the listener that just went ooh, why would you drink a coffee that tastes like grape juice? <laughs> help under help the listener understand that statement because I understand that statement, and I I'm a little giddy that maybe I'll get a little bit of this coffee at some point.
1: So it's a super limited batch. I'm trying to go back uh, later this week and get another box um, to bring to you whenever I'm there. I August.
0: just need about 15 grams of it.
1: Sounds
0: like we're doing a drug deal. <laughs> it kind
1: of does. I just need 15 grams, man. Just give me just a 15 grams
0: drink. in a little bag, and you can drop it in my <laughs> office, and I'll pick it up later. <laughs> if you just um, drop it behind the the fountain out in the courtyard, there's a little brick. Just put it there. I'll go pick it up later. Um, yeah, I like I I understand, but for the listeners, like, wait, your coffee tastes like grape juice.
1: I don't I don't know how to. This is one of those that I wish I could give a box away to every one of our listeners and it's only three listeners. So like that, that's not that, that's so basically
0: you, me and your wife, <laughs> we all get a,
1: you get a box, you get
0: a box, you get a box. And that's it. That's all the boxes we gave away.
1: <laughs> um, but this is just one of those where I wish everyone could experience it because I, obviously I say, and, and that everyone listening is on the side of the equation that I was last week of like, well, in theory, that sounds good. Yeah. But you don't know what it is until it hits you in the face. And like, I told you this morning while I was making it, um, I made it in a V60 this morning. And also just as an aside, it's amazing to be back with my coffee setup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not just through an arrow. You're not just through the AeroPress right
1: now. Yeah, So really good to be back in that world too. Um, but I made my pour over this morning, ground the coffee, put it in the V60 and then did the bloom. And we've talked about what that is yes. as far as the coffee process before. And like from the moment the water just started hitting the grounds, like deep inhale over it, like while the the steam's coming off and it smells like it smells like I shoved my nose in a box of Welch's grape juice.
0: I'll see. That sounds delectable to me because when I was a kid, I could drink me some Welch's grape juice.
1: Yeah. Like it. I don't I don't know what, how else to describe it other than it. It's amazing as a milk drink. It's amazing as espresso. It's amazing as a pour over. Um, I'm actually
0: thing- I'm actually surprised it's good as a milk drink with that much tone of grape.
1: It, it's surprising.
0: Even though I do like strawberry milk.
1: See? Great so milk. I,
0: I, I, hmm, interesting. Huh. Nesquik. I need you to get on this for me. Um.
1: <laughs> um, I will say the one thing that I did different with this one, uh, the guys at the shop recommended that I brew it at a 15 to 1 ratio instead of a 16 to 1 ratio. Hmm. Um, so that kind of gives it a little more of a a punchy flavor.
0: So for, for the listener, help them understand your, your ratio
1: there. Um, so it is for, I mean, I'm terrible at math. I'm, I'm terrible at explaining math. Why don't you explain the ratio part? Because my, did I tell you I bought the new fellow scale? Did you? I bought it. Gosh, dang it. Um, and so it's really nice because it has a mode on it called brew assist and you just dial over to brew assist and then you dial in your ratio and it tells you how much coffee you need and how much water you need. And then it calculates it in real time as you're pouring. By, so, by,
0: by the way, did we ever get the number from uh, Grady on the baptistry <laughs> 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 at like water, water to coffee ratio over there?
1: Send it to me somewhere. You explain the ratio thing. I'll see if I can dig. Well, it's basically
0: out. how many grams of coffee to water is the ratio. Right. Um, you know, so if you're, you're 15 to one, 16 to one, um, and some people think, well, that's just, that's the differentials the only one. It actually makes a little bit of a difference. Um, when you're in grams and coffee, it makes a big difference in, in what your coffee, to, coffee to water ratio is. Um, but that, you said you went 16 to one on this one.
1: 15 to one. I usually, 15, do,
0: 16 usually 1. do 16 to one. Um, so have you tried it 16 to one to see what it's like?
1: I've not. Um,
0: I'd be interested to know if it has that much bloom to it of grape in that.
1: I imagine it is. It probably is just a little less in your face.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: They I do. I, so if I go back and get you another box, they have one more offering um, with it, and it's a cold brew. Really. And I feel like like a nice cold glass of grape juice. Uh, you're
0: you're not having to sell me on this, bro. Like,
1: like I, I feel I, like I feel like a cold brew with this coffee would be a lot of fun. I do too. I bet oh. it would taste maybe more than grape juice. Um, I bet the cold brew would probably be pretty close to grape Kool Aid.
0: Mm. Grape Kool Aid, but grape Kool Aid always was a little watered down.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, but that's what I'm.
0: Eh, don't don't you're not selling me with grape Kool Aid. You have to sell me with something better than that. Uh, not
1: not the grape Kool Aid out of the pouch, but like remember the like whenever they tried to copy Capri Sun and they put them in the pouches. Oh yeah.
0: You're not like, like, that, like hey Kool-Aid great. with the powder and you come running through the wall. You're talking about like the pouches of Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, all right, I'm with you. That, that was a little past my generational gap. You were probably a kid when that was out. I was probably like in college. Um, but yeah, neither here <laughs> nor there. Uh, well, hey, you know what? I'm going I'm to get us out of coffee time right now because uh, there's a lot of things going on this week. Um, but that's necessity coffee in general is turned out to be some of my favorite coffee of the year. Like the the original necessity we had, that um, it it was so good, bro. Like, I the, the, there's still the boxes. I won't get rid of the boxes it's sitting in the corner over here in the studio, because um, I I it's just it's my favorite coffee of the year. You're you're selling hard on the grape though. So, um, but I,
1: I'll, I, I'll say this: I think that the Costa Rican, that original Costa Rican, may still hold favorite coffee of the year right now. But the grape is just such a different fun thing like
0: it takes the it, this is the original coffee the, the originality of coffee of the year right here that this gives you something different uh and maybe now you can't just go readily get this from necessity you actually have to go there and get it um but if you find something of this it would give you if you want to dip your toe into a little different world of coffee this is a great way to dip in you know absolutely. Um, especially if you're like coffee's too harsh for me try something like this it, it may be worth looking and digging in and finding something like this for yourself. So, uh, well, Dylan, what do we got coming in the next couple of weeks? There's a lot of things moving at Pantano
1: right now. There's that is, that is absolutely true. Um, this coming week, this coming Sunday is the last week of identity crisis series. It is. It is. Uh, and that means the week after that, not only do we kick off a new series, but we also kick off three new service times.
0: We do. Um, and that's, that, that is the bigger, bigger piece right now. So yesterday, 9 a.m., we had zero parking spaces available like and when i say zero we had five cars circling the parking lot um our sheriffs on on site on sundays they were like yeah there was zero parking spaces um at nine o'clock and then at 11 o'clock um again we with the amount of people coming in 11 we only had probably 15 20 spaces available at 11 o'clock um, which is the reason why we're adding a third service, but we're changing all of our time so we, we can get them all in before, um, before one o'clock. So we do 8.30, 10.30, and 12.30 starting July the 30th. And um, if, if you've not done it yet, and you can commit for us to the 12.30 service, make that your new service. Uh, we want to grow that service. We want to really, uh, all three services, but we really want to grow that 12.30 service, and we want you to make that yours. We're offering lunch. Uh, man, our cafe staff, um, like we have a great breakfast. You're going to have a great lunch experience. There's pulled pork sandwiches. There are pulled pork quesadillas. Um, there are, um, what else do I see? Loaded tater tots. Um, Ooh. there's chicken fingers I, like dude, the food just, I, I, don't even know what to say, but I'm so excited about it. Um, and also we're working for the hot months, especially to maybe partner with some food trucks out here in the, in the courtyard, um, I coffee, a coffee truck and a, some food trucks. And so be another opportunity to support something local right here on our site. And uh, so, yeah, that's coming the 30th. And then right after that, the next week we launch global leadership summit is that Thursday, Friday, um, the week after that, the first week of August. And um, if you're not signed up for GLS, there's still time you can sign up, uh, but it is going to be, the lineup is really, really good this year for GLS. Not that it's not every year, but it's really good this year. So, uh, and you'll be back in town. So if you come to GLS, I'll introduce you to Dylan if you don't know him. And uh, you and uh, he'll he'll sign something for you. I don't know what, but he'll sign something for you.
1: To if be clear, you, not sign language. I, I don't know how to do that.
0: Yeah. I, well, I wasn't saying you were going to sign. Like you use a Sharpie and sign something for somebody, like autographs type stuff. I mean, Dylan is kind of a big deal. Um, he's a big deal.
1: Oh, you had one too.
0: He's not a little dill. He's a big dill. <laughs> <laughs> when he's in person. Right now, he's just a little dill on my screen. Um, but when he's in person, he's a big deal. Um, and you you ought to, you ought to have him sign something for you. Like, uh, your shirt or a hat Sign your coffee. cup. Oh, sign your, dude, that would be hilarious. Signed coffee cup by Dylan. Um, he'll sign your coffee cup. I hope somebody, when you're in town actually comes up to you and goes, I'm going to need you to sign my coffee cup. And here's the deal. It can't be Kenny. It can't be Steven. It like, it has to be some other listener of the show that we're not completely tied to has to come up to you and be like, Dylan, I want you to sign my coffee mug. And I hope, somebody, I hope somebody wants you to sign their coffee cup. It'll be worth nothing, but it'll be I awesome.
1: I carry a Sharpie around with me for all of GLS waiting for this moment. I, I
0: want you to do it. I want you to carry Sharpie around. I want somebody to be like, will you sign my coffee mug? And I want you to sign it. And and then you have to say, it has to say though, hey, from from Dylan Mitchell, your favorite big deal. <laughs> <laughs> or even better, I'm kind of a big deal, Dylan Mitchell. Like that's what it needs to say. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. Listeners, if you would like that to happen, let us know. Please do. Send us comments. um, Bring your coffee mugs. Dylan will be signing them all day at GLS just for you. Uh, What else we got going?
1: Um, What else? Rooted, rooted right around the corner.
0: Rooted is coming. Uh, we got we got a summer session going on right now. Smaller session in the summer. We know that. Uh, we got about I think sixty or seventy people running through rooted right now. But typically we have hundreds of people on rooted at the same time. If you have not signed up for rooted for this fall semester, get in it. The series we're getting ready to go into after identity crisis is actually um, it, it's it goes right alongside with rooted, and so you'll want to be a part of that as well. But uh, sign up for rooted. It kicks off. What is the date it kicks off? August something um, like 17th. Is that right? I feel like that's late.
1: August 17th sounds right.
0: You're, you're the communications guy. Not me. I just, I, I talk. That's what I do. I talk good.
1: But, but let's, <laughs> I talk, I talk good. I talk
0: words. good. I talk good.
1: Um, August 17th is a Thursday. So maybe it's August 20th. So 13th or the 20th. It's August. It's mid August.
0: You know, we do have a website. <laughs> that would tell you all of this
1: um, our, our website is being rebuilt right now actually you know.
0: it is i do know that and um if you're listening to this you, maybe you're hearing it for the first time because nobody else is hearing it um but oh here's rooted right here let's just see Um on our august. website who's gonna get there first i think it's gonna be me August 20th. what is it
1: august 20th it is
0: august 20th yeah. I, I was really close i'd like to point that out i got really you're close i'm I am not real smart, but I ain't real dumb either. Sometimes I remember things. Um, there is a quote to put on a T-shirt right there. <laughs> I ain't real smart, but I ain't real dumb either. Sometimes I remember things. Um, you know,
1: that'll be that'll be what you sign at GLS.
0: <laughs> if anybody has that shirt, I will sign it. I will absolutely <laughs> sign it. Um, your favorite dummy, Trevor, um, right underneath. Um, so we got rooted coming up, and then man, we have got. Man, it just feels we got worship night coming in September with some of the Lion King crew and some more Broadway folks. Um, so get ready for that. That's September the fourteenth, um, and that we're full bore in the fall, man. And I'm I'm so stoked for what's happening at Pantano right now. Um, yesterday put us at three hundred and seventy three baptisms for the year. How crazy is that? So from January to right now, we've seen three hundred seventy three people give their life to Jesus be baptized. Uh, last year we had four hundred twelve in two thousand and twenty two. Um, I'm praying for 500 or more this year um and I think we're gonna see it I think God's we're gonna, gonna do it back for that easy yeah. it, it's it, God is doing such an amazing thing here in Tucson and uh, I'm so thankful to be a part of it Dylan I'm thankful you're a part of it um that even though you're over there in uh, San Diego um you are you're a big and part of Pantano and uh you're part of our team part of our staff uh but more than that man you're just uh you're a co-laborer in this thing we call the kingdom and it's a lot of fun to see what God's doing. Um, oh, really cool for me too. This last week, um, a friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine that we met in Dallas, I was able to connect you with and um, potentially do some uh, freelance work for uh, with your um, graphic company. And uh, we talked about that a little bit last week. And so, uh, I'm sure you'd be more than willing to put all of your links and contacts in the show notes again this week in case anybody else would like to contract with you. So, sure, we can do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, why not? By the way, he's never asked me to plug that. I just keep plugging it. <laughs> One day he's going to be like, all right, dude, that's that's enough. This is not.
1: Wait, people are tired of it.
0: End your 5x5 five five podcast. That's there too. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, put that in there too. Everybody should go listen. Go subscribe. Go subscribe and listen to Dylan's 5x5 five five podcast. Um, even if you don't listen, subscribe. It makes him feel better. Okay. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: Uh, not you mom not you melissa
0: just put it on in the background for five minutes it's only five minutes five by five it's not like this chaos it's 50 minutes of what is going to happen next Uh, you know (laughs) Uh, well dylan anything else you got today before we uh let our listeners get back to their day
1: that's it let's let them go
0: hey thank you by the way for listening to the make do us a favor click that subscribe button uh, follow along and if you would leave us a review that would help a lot And let other people know about the Make community. If you like the Make, make sure you have Dylan sign your coffee cup when you see him at GLS. And uh, subscribe and hang out with us in all places on the internet. We'll see you next week on the Make.
1: Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Make podcast, where we're moving from Sunday takers to everyday makers. To learn more, head over to pantano.church slash themake. We can't wait to see you again next week.